Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. There's a lot of information out there right now, and people are very concerned about what to do if they're potentially going to be exposed to coronavirus. A lot of folks over the age of 60 have been told, or 65, have been told they should stay home, they should self-quarantine, they should try and limit their exposure to large groups, and limit their exposure to people in the community. But what happens for folks who have some care needs? What happens for those people who might need some assistance at home? Maybe they used to have loved ones come to help them, and that person isn't available anymore. Well, today we're going to talk about some alternative options and ways that you can age in place at home and how some groups are responding to the issues with coronavirus in some new ways that are kind of out of the box of what we might have thought before. I have on the line Bonnie Castingway and Tanya Fernandez. They're from Ho'okele, and they established a home care company that is helping to meet the needs of some of our seniors right here in the islands. And they have a new program, Neighborhood Care, which is something that might allow for folks who need some extra special assistance, but only on a limited basis, to be able to receive that. This has all become quite into the forefront, given what's going on in the community. Thank you very much for joining us today, Bonnie and Tanya. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for inviting us. It's our privilege. Well, it's, it's quite an interesting situation going on in the world right now. It's a dynamic, evolving situation. So what we talk about today could always change. But knowing that we have seen some folks here in the community with coronavirus exposure, some of them local, some of them coming in as tourists, some of them exposed to tourists, and now there's community spread. This has really brought about some concerns that people have about spending time in medical facilities. And I know from a medical aspect, we've told people only come in if there's really urgent issues. We don't want well people to get exposed to others and be in a situation where they might get sick. So this brings a lot of the care to the home. Now, Bonnie, you've been a nurse for over 40 years. Mm -hmm. What sort of things do you think people need the most right now when they're thinking about having to keep themselves contained at home in a way to help limit their exposure? What are the first things that come to mind that people may need to think about at least having or getting or arranging for? Well, First of all, if they're still feeling well, but they feel that they may have been exposed or they just need to self-quarantine, that they are washing their hands frequently before meals, prepping meals, going to the bathroom, um, in fact, just opening a door and going out and coming back in again, then they're washing their hands. The other thing is, is disinfecting the surfaces daily, several times a day. Uh, would be great. Doorknobs, hard surfaces um, would be good to to keep the level of potential contamination or, or infection. Sure, because a lot of folks, you know, grandparents might be living with multi-generational families. Exactly. So there might be kids, exactly. there might be grandchildren, there might be other folks in the home who could bring an exposure from elsewhere. So if you're by yourself and you're only by yourself, that's one thing, but not very many people are living in that situation. So if you happen to have some other family members, this is really one of those scenarios where every place that I go affects everyone in my household and vice versa. So if I, you know, it's funny because I have this bottle of sanitizer in my car and my husband said to me, don't come in the front door unless you've sanitized first. And I went, Mm -hmm. 
I'm really proud of him for really thinking about that whole aspect, (laughs) you know, and I thought, thank you. And you put sanitizer in my car. I appreciate that. But it's definitely true. Everybody that I touch has a direct impact on someone else. Now, Ho'okele is a group that has been around for quite a while. And one of the niches that you have is providing home care services. Prior to this whole outbreak, Tanya, tell me a little bit about what home care services mean, and then we'll talk about how this has impacted what you do and how it's it's a perfect time for people who have a need to establish that and maybe look at getting some assistance at home. Sure, absolutely. Yes, so Home Kelly has been providing home care services for 10 plus years now, and we provide anything from things like light housekeeping tasks and meal preparation all the way up until 24-7 care as well. Um, we do that actually on the island of Oahu as well as Maui. And um, we do what we would call traditional care, which is care that we provide by the hour. And typically us, as well as other agencies, have a minimum of four hours to provide that kind of care. So it's anything from companionship type of care to personal care. So this um, could be a situation where somebody might be home by themselves during the day, their children are working, they might all live in the same household, but they can't really stay home alone and they're not well enough to go to senior daycare or to some other location. So they have needs at home, meal prep, maybe some bathing needs, medication administration, and you know maybe just even getting dressed and just doing light laundry or something like that. Right. Those are things that could be done. Right, right, absolutely. So that's done and you know, and has been done, like I said, for about 10 plus years under our traditional home care model. Um, we actually also now uh, for about a year have been doing what's called neighborhood care. And that's uh, a little bit different from the traditional home care model in the sense that there isn't a minimum amount of time or we're not going into the homes to provide care on an hourly basis. Instead, a neighborhood care is we come in and perform certain tasks or we're trying to provide certain outcomes for a client. So, for example, as you said, you know, if someone just needs us to help them maybe just prepare breakfast and then that's it and then they can go on with their day, then we can just come in and prepare breakfast. Or if someone, a family member or, you know, son or daughter needs us to come into a home and remind their mom or dad to take medication uh, along with their lunch, then we can come in and just do that for them as well. So we kind of offer both models now, you know, depending on the needs and wants of our clients. So with the neighborhood care, that's different than the four hours because it may Mm -hmm. just be a shorter duration of time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Right. Is it structured so that multiple clients could all be in the same neighborhood? Is that where the name comes from? Absolutely, absolutely. So neighborhood care is exactly what you said. It is a particular caregiver. So it may be one or a team of caregivers that's assigned to a geographic neighborhood, um, and they service all the clients within that neighborhood. So the beauty of it is that the client sees, you know, the same caregiver or a couple of caregivers every day that they have service. And the caregiver, because they're assigned to take care of their clients and seniors in that particular area, they really get to know their clients and and really have a great relationship and get to know kind of the routines, um, get to know, you know, what, 
what may be out of the ordinary because they see their clients uh, every single day or however many days a week through neighborhood care. So consistency is actually a really great benefit of neighborhood care. It's a great benefit, especially for those who have dementia. So that consistency helps so that they're not seeing, you know, different caregivers during several of their shifts and not knowing them. So that has proven very, very valuable. Oh, I can only imagine, particularly because then you can have pictures of the caregivers and reorient the individual to that. All right, we're going to talk some more in just a minute. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Bonnie Castingway and Tanya Fernandez from Ho'okele Health Navigator Group. This is a wonderful home care agency that is helping to meet the needs of our local community. And we're going to talk some more about how they may need to step in as we're dealing with this COVID virus outbreak and what can we do to help our senior community. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Bonnie Castingway and Tanya Fernandez from Ho'okele. And we're talking today about ways that we can meet the needs of our senior community, particularly those who need to age in place. Now, right before the break, we were talking about traditional home care. And Tanya, you mentioned that in some situations, people would need to have four hours or more of care. But you also mentioned that 24-hour care is available. And in that circumstance, if somebody needed continual care, there would be a rotating shift of caregivers, I would imagine, and they would be able to provide that level of service for someone if they're in their home versus if they're in some other type of facility. Is that right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. So um, in a 24-7 situation where we're providing care for someone who may be, you know, fully dependent on us, we do have a team typically of caregivers. And the team might consist of maybe six to eight caregivers. And we usually staff them on like 12-hour shifts. So they do have, you know, a consistent team of people. And they do have a particular person there for, you know, 12 hours at a time. And then we're there to provide them, you know, from everything from continence, help, um, bathing, as well as meals and everything in between. So in that situation, it could be in the home. Would it ever Mm -hmm. be in a facility? Yes, yes, absolutely. So we do have clients out in the home, so in the community. And yes, we also do provide care, 24-7 care for individuals whose residence is in a facility as well. Like maybe an assisted living environment Mm -hmm. or an independent environment where they don't want to go to a higher level of care, but they want to stay in their own location. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that is a a definite desire for many of our clients who, who, you know, are in the independent living side of a particular facility and want to remain there. And so we allow them to stay there for, you know, a, a, a good number of couple more years or, or what have you. And it does, it's actually obviously a lot more desirable for our clients to have that. And in comparison to that, we talked a little bit about neighborhood care, which might be a caregiver assigned to a particular location. Now, you've mentioned that some of the services from the traditional care are available on Oahu and Maui. What about the neighborhood care? Are there neighborhoods right now where you have a lot of clients? And if so, what is that structured like? Yes, actually, um, 
Right now, we have neighborhood care basically throughout the island of Oahu. So we're all the way down. We have clients um, on the west side as far down as Waianae, all the way to the east side of Hawaii Kai. And we are providing care anywhere from we have clients that were really just coming in one time a week. And in that situation, you know, we have kids that want their parents to have home care and the parents are resistant. You know, they don't think they need care right now or they think that they can handle everything on their own. But the child wants to start to introduce home care for their family. So this is kind of a a good way to bring and introduce home care and start to get used to having a caregiver, but they're not there, you know, for the four hours. Um, And we're not in position where they're maybe just to help with one meal a week and then we're out. It's a good way to introduce home care. Um, In other situations, we actually have clients that have us come in um, 15 times a week, so three times a day. And it might be to do a meal prep in the morning you know, for breakfast and maybe in the afternoon uh, do a continence check or change and then maybe in the evening help out with the, the medication reminders for any evening meds. So in that situation, what it does is it allows families to have you know, their loved ones remain home longer, you know, whether it's two, hopefully a, a number of years longer before they really get to the point where they would need to start to look at maybe a care home or facility or something like that. Well, and I just, you know, I recall my own experience with my mother who lived on the East Coast. And, you know, she needed 24-hour care. But what she really needed was exactly what you described, more episodic care. Mm -hmm. Somebody to help in the morning, get her up, get her dressed, get her showered. And then a couple of hours later, help around lunch. And maybe a few hours later, help towards the evening. But it wasn't that she needed this constant person. And in fact, that drove her nuts, that there was always somebody in the house. And so, you know, we had this struggle. So I understand where the struggle is with a lot of folks who say, I want to get care for my for my elderly parent. And the parent is like, nope, I don't need it. I'm doing right. great. So that is certainly something I've seen in my own experience, but also with some of my patients and some of their their elderly loved ones as well. Now, when we think about what's going on right now, people are being told self-quarantine or stay at home. Don't go out if you don't have to. I know one country decided that they would suggest maybe for all food stores be open from, you know, 9 to 11 and just for the elderly so that they would not be exposed to younger people who might have infections that they're not aware of. I don't think we've done that here yet, but certainly I wonder, would there be a situation where neighborhood care would be able to provide, you know, we'll go food shopping, we'll get the type of materials that you need so you don't have to leave your house. Is that something that could be offered through this type of service, particularly given the unique circumstances of what's going on? Uh, Yes, it is. It is. So, um, yes, the beauty of neighborhood care, um, you know, whether in this situation or any situation, is we can really just provide the task that is needed, and, and that's it. You know, so, uh, you know, and, you know, we do have clients that are worried about people just being in the home, but if someone just needs a little bit of help to help with, whether it is, you know, to drop something off, whether it is just for a meal or just for a shower, you know, we can go into the home, provide that, and then, and then be out. So in terms of, you know, having someone there, the 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 time that someone is there and um, just, you know, being able to just provide exactly what's needed and that's it, we can absolutely do that. You know, we're doing that now 
And as you mentioned, that would be great for a situation like this as well that we're all going through. Well, and I agree with the bathing. And Bonnie, I'm sure you know, Mm -hmm. being a nurse for all those years, that one of the most common locations for accidents is in the bathroom. Exactly. You know, showers are slippery. Bathtubs are slippery. slippery. And if somebody is trying to do their own bathing, you know, a lot of times they they just feel a little self-conscious. They don't want their child, maybe of a different gender, who is helping them. You know, women may not want their young son to help them and, Mm -hmm. you know, Dads may not want their young daughter to help them for for their own modesty reasons. And so, you know, just having another caregiver in there who's not a family member to just help them with bathing just sounds ideal. I'm sure in your experience, Bonnie, you've heard of plenty of folks who, you know, what are the locations where people fall and fracture hips? Bathrooms, living rooms, you know, places where they were changing themselves, either clothes-wise or trying to clean, and it could potentially be disastrous. Exactly. A a fracture is one of the main reasons home care is called in, just basically because of that safety. And what we want to do is prevent that. So we do a home assessment if we feel that they are at risk and make sure that the home is safe. There's there's grab bars in place. There's safety measures for them. Even at night when they're going to the bathroom, we're putting in safety measures so that they're not falling on the way. And many times because they're disoriented, we find that that occurs. Um, so those are the, the main key points of, of having, uh, starting to include home care into the lives of our seniors at Kapuna um, to prevent those, those falls. And may I add with the COVID um, situation that we're facing right now, some people may have to self-quarantine and they're, they're needing to check their temperature, but there's no one around to help them um, or just to assess them. Neighborhood care is perfect for that. Well, and that's another good point is if you do have to check vital signs and you're not quite sure how to do it yourself, check a blood pressure, check a temperature, in some cases even check an oxygen level, there are devices out there and they're supposed to be easy to use, but they're not always. So this would be another service that is possible. I want to talk some more right before, right after we take a quick break about the home assessment and what that safety assessment entails. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and you're listening to The Body Show. I'm here with Bonnie Castingway and Tanya Fernandez from Ho'okele. We're talking about home care needs and how this can be accomplished, even under difficult circumstances like we have right now, and what are some things you could do right now if you were to walk around the home of your elderly loved one, what might you see that preventing a fall could occur if you were to make some minor adjustments? We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. I'm here in the studio with Bonnie Castingway and Tanya Fernandez, and they're running Ho'okele, and we are talking about home care and what are some ways that we can meet the needs of our senior population all the time, but also under these unique circumstances. Now, right before the break, Bonnie, you were talking about a home safety assessment. I think Mm -hmm. that's ideal because a lot of times, you know, we may go to our loved one's house, our parents' house, or our aunties or uncles, and we may just not realize that there are 
traps or dangers because it's the way we've always seen it. It doesn't look any different than it ever did. But what are some of the obvious things that people might want to take a look at and address that could really help them so that they don't have unnecessary falls or injuries? What do you see when you go in a home that you go, oh, they should have moved that? Many times we'll look, um, we'll ask the client or wife or daughter, whoever is there, to walk us through and tell us where the paths are that this client will be going through. And we'll make sure that those paths are wide and clear for that individual, specifically if they're, they're with a cane or a walker. We always find rugs because it's warmer and many people have wood floors, and so they'll, they'll lay a rug there. And what can happen is the cane or the walker can go ahead and be caught on one of those corners or even their toes will get there and then they will fall. Uh, specifically in the bathroom, we have, we've seen rugs that way and that, that should be removed. They should be non-skid in, in the showers. Um, and grab bars, and and we look at the level of the shower, how much they have to step over, and then we'll implement some changes um, as far as, you know, appliances that we can use in order to help them to transfer. So sometimes it's like a shower chair where you can exactly. sit and then yeah. rotate and elevate your legs and get in yeah. the shower. Right. You know, I've seen some of those ads where there's actually companies that will modify your bathtub so that you actually can cut part of it to lower that edge. Mm-hmm. It makes yep. it not really usable as a bathtub, but on the other hand, if it makes it easier to get in and out of, that could be the difference between someone able to bathe at home without assistance or needing somebody to come in or even needing to go to a care facility. Yeah. It could really make a huge difference for bathing right and and many times it's the balance you know that's a little off and they think oh i can do this but they're stepping over like um a foot they'll fall that's very true you know and hit the faucet and then they've got you know a cerebral hemorrhage uh, something even worse so yeah so those are some of the major areas that we see we also look at the kitchen things are high so they're reaching and they go backwards They'll fall backwards. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yep. So you have to be careful. Keep everything sort of at arm's reach. So don't put it up on that high shelf. We'll put it at the top of the cabinet because you're right. You go to reach for that or you step on a step stool and Mm. that could really be. We we remove that if they're going to start to climb that. So and they've used that. Yeah. So no. And then we look at stairs. What can be modified about stairs? It's, you know, at this point in time, we... If the individual is at high risk for falls, we try to place them on one floor rather than having to go up and down stairs at all. Um, but if, if it's needed um, because the bathroom's upstairs and, you know, bedroom's there, but they need to come down uh, for dinner or whatever have you, then we start to look at stair lifts. And there are some that are reasonable to take a look at. So, yeah. Now, this would be inside the home. Do you know... Are there any stair lifts for outside the home? I mean, yes. I often wonder because we've got a lot of people who live on hills and they have a lot of steps to get into yes. their to their residence. So there are chair lifts for outside that are weatherproof and they can be used outside too. Right. But we need to make sure that there's, um, you know, it's not going to, they, they're able to get from one place to the other, especially if it's if it's raining, you won't bring them out anyway. Right. But, you know, it, it's it's a safe um, pathway for them to get on and off. 
Now, I'm curious, in your experience, when you have folks who have a cane or a walker, we've talked about the fact that you have to make sure there's a clear path in the home. I've often told uh, kids and I've said, listen, you go get mom's walker and you walk around that house with a walker and you will find the obstructions because you're using the walker. You can't just assume you know what it would be like. You kind of have to literally use the walker Very and do good. that. Excellent. Yep. The other thing that I often suggest is at night, if you want to know what it's like where to find things, Try a blindfold and you will see exactly what that experience is like. So sometimes people can find traps that they can easily modify, but sometimes there are things that they can't and either big furniture or walls or things that are in places that aren't as easy. So is there is there ever a sense of of ways that there can be, you know, the grab bars, but not necessarily just in the bathroom? Are those things that are ever put in living rooms to help somebody get up out of a yes. chair or... Yes. Definitely. We, so we have those. Uh, we also, for the bed, you know, a Medi-Rail so that they can pull themselves up and down and they can hold on to something as they're getting in and out of bed. And it doesn't um, have to be a hospital bed. It could be even a no, regular bed that they yes. use these. And, and in fact, um, I like them to remain in their own bed as long as it is safe and possible to get up and down from. Um, lots of times a hospital bed gives them a psychological feeling like they're ill, so they go, well, you know, I don't have to get up anymore, <laughs> you know. And, or it may so, not be as comfortable, yeah. you know, literally yeah, some of right. those beds have, they're designed to be a certain way and adjustable and it may not be the most comfortable bed. That certainly makes a lot of sense. The one thing I would say is for grab bar installation, mm-hmm. hire a professional. Correct. And I say that from personal experience. I did not try and install a grab bar because I know my limits and that's beyond them. But I did have a brother who tried to install a grab bar. And when it when it comes out of the sheetrock, that means it wasn't done oh, the right I way. Know. So, yeah, you know, hire know a professional. And, yes. You know, especially in a shower and also stay away from the suction ones. Interesting, because those could easily pull off and the suction might not hold. Exactly. Okay. So if somebody wanted to know more about this process, if they wanted to take a look and get the neighborhood care services or even the traditional home care, where can they get some more information? They can just call our offices and um, we will have someone assist them with any of their questions. Okay. What's the number? It is um, 457-1655. Okay, so that's an 808-457-1655. And for those of us who love the web, who like to do stuff maybe not during regular hours, is there a website? Mm-hmm. Tanya? Yes, it's www.hookelehealth.com. Can you spell it? You find everything on there, whether traditional care, navigation services, or neighborhood care. Okay, and that's H-O-O-K-E-L-E. Okay. Health.com. Okaylehealth.com. So these are ways that people can get more information. And if they happen to not live on Oahu or Maui, there might be some home care agencies that are local to where they are that could help them with some of these same services. Correct. And we can refer them off. Sometimes they're, you know, I have families calling from the mainland. They go, you know, I have my mom and dad and they're living on Kauai. You know, what can you, can you help me? Um, you know, I don't know where to look, so we'll, we'll tell them which websites to look for and all of that. 
And that's another niche because you're right. There's a lot of kids who have moved away and their parents still live in the islands and they want to help take care of their parents, but they can't physically be there. I happen to live in the islands and my parents were in the East Coast. So again, I understand that dichotomy of wanting to be there, but also needing to continue with your own job and life, etc. So that's another niche that if people have children on the mainland, they can also look up these services and potentially find ways to coordinate with both of you and find ways to get help for their loved ones. Correct. We also have what we call navigation, and that's what we started the business with, which is called care coordination. So we are able to assist individuals. Uh, Many times it is the adult kids on the mainland and, and mom and dad are aging here. They really don't need home care right now, but, oh, gosh, I do need a short-term plan to make them safe. And what if this happens? Um, what are the transitions? And so we assist with that. Well, I want to thank both of you. I want you both to stay well, stay healthy during this whole episode with coronavirus. But thank you for sharing your expertise with us and for all that you do to help our kapuna to age in place and to stay well. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week when we talk some more right here on The Body Show. Stay well.